Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and website, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. Welcome to Imprint with Natalie Walton a podcast about creating a life you love. This is episode one. Before we start today's episode, I want to share an exciting pre-order campaign for my upcoming interiors book, Still the Slow Home. The book officially launches in May 2020, but if you pre-order the book, you will receive some exclusive gifts. I've created a mini masterclass based on my best-selling course, The Styling Masterclass, and will teach you how to style using examples from the book. You will also receive a free downloadable PDF of how I created the book and some of the key lessons I learned and have already applied into my own home and life. And if that's not enough, everyone who pre-orders the book will go into a draw to receive a free one hour consultation on a topic of your choosing. It can be a styling lesson, how to grow on Instagram or ways to build a creative business. And if you feel that you have all of this sorted, you can even donate your consultation to someone in need. All you have to do is pre-order the book and keep your proof of purchase, 
All the details are at nataliewalton.com forward slash still. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today, this first episode of my podcast, Imprint. I'm recording from my home in the hills above Byron Bay. A couple of my children are playing outside, the others are inside, and I've heard little footprints running up and down the hallway. So I'm going to just do my best and see if I can get this episode recorded. To be honest, I'm recording under very conditions to what I expected. This podcast has been in development for a long time and prior to COVID-19. However, due to a range of circumstances, I'm recording right now and basically just trying to make the most of circumstances. The start of it has been very different to how I expected in a couple of ways. As I mentioned, I wasn't expecting to be doing it while I had children home from school. But also, I have started it many times, and I'm going to be really honest with you here. I have really struggled with recording this particular episode. I've actually recorded two other ones. I've recorded an interview and one of the episodes going forward. But this one in particular has been quite tricky. And I want to share that experience with you because I, in doing so, I've actually learned some valuable lessons. It's a lesson that is actually keeps repeating in my life. So I'm really trying to pay particular attention to this one. And it might help you as well if you're working on a project. So what I've found is that I wanted to create this podcast because for two reasons. The first was that I wanted to bring some of the conversations from my books to the out of the page and into an audible uh, interview format. Because when I go to people's homes and style them, I get to meet all sorts of interesting people. And I really love the conversations that I have with them. And it's such a great opportunity to bring them to life. And so it's really well suited to the podcast format. So as I said, I've already recorded one of those interviews, someone from my book that I'm really excited to share with you in a coming week. And also, I really wanted to share some insights and lessons into my journey as a creative. Now, there's a couple of reasons I want to do that. The first is that when I was thinking about this podcast, I was thinking a lot about a blog that I used to write and create called Daily Imprint. Some of you might remember it. And I started to create that blog at a time when I was working at Real Living Magazine. I was the deputy editor there for about five years. And again, I would come into contact with so many interesting and inspiring people. And while I was working at the magazine, I only have ever had about 500 words to write their story within the publication. But I really love to hear more about their creative journey and their business practice or even their art practice. Many of them were artists, ceramicists, photographers, and so on. So the blog was a way to get some more insights into their journey, the lessons they'd learned, and some of the best decisions that they had made. All of that content is still online if you go to dailyimprint.net. And I've always loved this idea of journeys and the choices that we have to make along the way and how it really does inform the way that we go forward. Now, that blog in many ways gave me the courage to pursue my own creative journey. And so while I stopped doing it due to time constraints, 
it gave me the courage to leave the magazine and pursue my own career in a creative field. So I went uh, to freelance first and then I started to have more of my own business. You might have just heard some heavy footprints go past just then. So anyway, I will continue. (laughs) And I loved creating that blog. It was so inspiring to read everyone's answers and hear about their journeys and their lessons because they're all so different. And the reason I called it Daily Imprint is because when we create an imprint, when we do something, we create a mark. And we all have a different mark. It's like a fingerprint or a thumbprint. It's unique to all of us because we've all been on different journeys. We've all had different experiences. We've all learned different lessons. And I love this idea that we're all unique. We're all individual, but yet we can still learn so much from each other. So that's what that uh, blog was about. And in many ways, this podcast is bringing that blog to light. And I wanted to share some of the insights and the lessons that I have learned because I have found through teaching my course, the Styling Masterclass, that I get lots of questions from students and I do Facebook live Q&As and I find it so inspiring to talk to them. I really enjoy it and I get really passionate about lots of different topics and I really realize that I have a lot to share. I've got more than 20 years experience as a journalist and content creator, 10 years experience as a stylist, and I've been a business owner for almost five years. So there's a lot there in the mix. As well as that, of course, I've created two books, done sellout courses and workshops, and I also have my own homewares business, which is both online and retail. So there's a lot of overlap with those different areas, but they do all feed in back to this idea of my own creative journey and the lessons that I have learned. So I wanted to share, like I said, my insights and lessons as well as the interviews. And I have really struggled with this first episode for a few reasons. And it was really interesting because only a few hours ago, I had this insight that it was the same struggle that I was having when I was writing my first book, This Is Home. You would think that after being a writer for 20 years, that to write my own book would be easy. But what I actually found was that it was actually the hardest thing that I've ever done. Although this podcast is quickly becoming the second hardest thing I've ever done. But more on that in a moment. So the reason it was so hard for me to write my first book was because I had to find my own voice. When I say that, what I mean is, obviously, you can hear my voice right now, but I had to speak from my own place of truth. I had to really consider what it was that I wanted to say and why I wanted to say it. So when you work as a a writer for hire or a journalist, you're writing to somebody's audience or readership. So when I was working at Real Living Magazine, I was always writing for their readers. And the readers of Real Real Living Magazine, they were people who had graduated from perhaps the fashion magazine, such as at the time Cosmopolitan. They were perhaps embarking on their first home and renovating it or decorating it. And it was really an entry point. It was affordable and accessible. It was fun. And so that was the type of language that I used. When I went freelance, I would write for publications such as House and Garden. 
Now they had an older demographic, and so I had to change the tone of my language to suit their readership. Now when it came to writing my book, I got to choose basically what my language was, who I was writing for, and I had so much choice, so much freedom, but it was actually crippling. And I really had to dig deep and work out what I wanted to say and why I wanted to say it. I had to work out what mark that I wanted to make. And this is something that I've always given a lot of thought to. And I did a lot of research while I was creating the book about decision-making because that's one of the things that people struggle with the most when they're creating their interiors or even styling is the decisions to make. There are so many decisions. And we live in a world right now where we have so many choices. Even right now in COVID, we still have access to high-speed internet. We really have, even though the circumstances are quite dire in many countries, and I'm not for one minute trying to dismiss it, but Really, we're so fortunate in the sense that we can still stay connected with each other. We can still have access to online shopping if we need to get certain things, and we have so much at our fingertips. So when I was creating the book, like I said, I was really struggling to find my own voice. And that first chapter, those first couple of chapters, I rewrote so many times, and I was getting really frustrated with myself. And I was getting exasperated because the one thing that I wanted to do in my life more than anything was to create a book. It's something that has always been my dream. And I was given this opportunity to create a book. I had a contract and I really wanted to do it. And I'd even gone around the world and shot all these homes and met these amazing people. And it was easy to write their stories because that was them. And that I was writing about their homes. But when I had to write about my ideas, my thoughts, my philosophy, my take on the world, that was really hard. So... In my research for the book, I came across the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It was a book that I used to actually laugh at my dad because he had it. And then my husband, he had it when we first met. And I sort of like basically poo-pooed it a bit because it was a bit of a self-help type book. But then for whatever reason, I actually started to listen to it as an audio book because at the time I was traveling to and from Sydney a lot from the central coast. And I really loved it. I really loved what he spoke about and it really resonated with me because what he was saying is that when we're trying to make a decision, we need to get in tune with our values, what we value most. And I really had a big think about what I wanted that book to be and what message I wanted to share. And I realized that what I wanted it to be was something that was timeless I wanted somebody to be able to pick it up in five years' time and it still feel just as relevant as what it was when it was first published. So I was really careful with the language that I used. Just to give an example, I didn't refer to any type of technology or software programs. I really didn't want to make it date in that way with the language because I realized how quickly and easy technology can date. So 
what I had to do is I had to dig deep and think about what was most important to me. And to me, it was to create a book that was timeless. And I wanted to share the values that I thought were most important in a home. And so once I got that, then I could start to create. And then I got into a state of flow. And then the rest of the book came out. And I'm so proud of what I was able to achieve because I overcome those initial hurdles. And then I can see now that that book, two years on, it continues to be in the top 10 or top 20 on the Amazon category for interior design and interior decorating. And it continues to resonate with people. And that's what I, that was my greatest wish for that book was that it would really resonate. Because for me, I have always loved books. When I was a little girl, up until the age of 13, I lived in England and my mum would work on Saturdays and my dad would take me and my brother to the library. Every Saturday morning, we would go to the library and spend hours there. And I just lost myself in the world of books. I loved going on those journeys with the characters and they've always held a special place in my heart. Then when I went to university, I remember going into Fisher Library for the first time at Sydney University. Some of you might know it. It's this amazing building and it has level after level after level of books and you can walk through what they call the stacks and it just resonated and made, I was in awe of that place. And I would just walk along the corridors of books and I was in reverence to these authors who had long since passed, some of them hundreds of years ago, but they had left behind a book that still resonated, that still was making an impact. They had left their mark. And so for me, that's what I love about books. And that is what I want to do with whatever I create. I want it to feel timeless. I want it to touch people in some way. With the books at the the library, I mean, I would read poetry by Keats and I was 19 years old and it was hundreds of years old and yet it still touched a nerve within me and I love that feeling and it just it really resonated so that was really important for me to create that book and I got over those hurdles and I kept pushing on and I got there in the end. Now I thought that that was all over with but as it turns out, when I was creating this podcast, I've gone through the same process again. I have written about three scripts. I've recorded this episode more times than I can count. And I've really struggled to find my own voice. And so right now I've thrown the scripts to the side and I'm just talking from my heart. Because the reason that I have created this podcast is that I truly believe that we only have this one life to live. And if we do, putting a religion aside, whatever you believe on that point, but this life as we know it is the only one we have to live, then what are we going to do with that life? I want to make every day count. I want my life to mean something. I want to feel like I've made a contribution. I want to feel like my life has mattered. And that is why I'm so interested in this, what mark are you going to leave? because I want you to think about that. I wonder if you have thought about that. It's certainly something that I think about a lot. And that can be different for all of us. We all have different journeys. We all have different paths to take. Yours can be in a quieter way. You don't have to have a podcast, of course, 
but you might want to touch people in another way. You might be really passionate about um, a charity and you want to get their word out or you want to support them or you want to work in that kind of area. It might be some kind of service that you offer and you really feel very passionate about that. But I think that what I learned from creating Daily Imprint, the blog, was that when you focus on something that you love, that every day is an opportunity for joy. And right now, I think that's something that we should all welcome. And of course, there are extenuating circumstances right now. But that's not to say that we should put our dreams aside. That's not to say that we should try or not, that we should not try. And so when I was reading The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I came across the work of Viktor Frankl. I've seen it, some of his quotes shared a few times in the past month, but I want to share them here because I find them really powerful. He was an Austrian neurologist and psychiatrist as well as a Holocaust survivor, and he's perhaps most known for his best-selling book, Man's Search for Meaning. This is what he said, Everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. So what does that mean to you and me? Viktor Frankl was talking about his experience in a concentration camp, that he could be stripped of everything, but his ability to choose how he responded to his circumstances. He said, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. And so one of the things that Stephen Covey talks about in his book, the seven habits, is that we can decide whether we want to be someone who is proactive or reactive. So someone who is proactive is always looking for a way through a situation and looking for a way to make their dream life come true and to live out their values. And so this is something that, as I said, really resonated with me. Now, something that I also find about this idea of finding your voice is it's also true of styling and your own personal style. This is one of the biggest questions and the biggest stumbling box blocks that people have when they're creating their own homes or their styling spaces is to style in an authentic way, to, ha to have a true sense of their own personal style. And the thing is that when you do, when you find your visual voice, you make such an impact. Not only does it fulfill you and nurture you and bring you joy, but it really resonates with other people. If you look at the most successful people in terms of the creative fields, so whether that's interior design, whether it's fashion, even art, they are the people who have a very strong sense of their own visual voice of their own personal style, of their own voice. But it is also one of the hardest things to do because it requires you to be really open, to be really vulnerable, to put yourself out there and also to really listen to yourself. And we are surrounded by so much noise right now. We are surrounded every day 
hundreds and thousands of images on social media and wherever we look, we're bombarded with images and inspiration, so-called inspiration. But what that does is it actually dilutes our own voice. So we have to turn out to all of that. And while we can do research, we there comes a point where we have to set that aside and we have to tap into our own voice and what it is that inspires us, what it is that we feel passionate about, what it is that we want to contribute. And so that's what I've had to do to create this podcast is to really listen to myself and really dig deep. And so I've been listening to lots of other podcasts to get ideas and to get inspiration and and to think about how I can share these ideas and my lessons. But really, I've had to push all of that to to the side and be true to myself. And hopefully that will resonate with you because I really do want to share my lessons. I don't think that I'm someone who's special in any particular way, but I think that we all have something that we can share. And that's what I love is when I go on those shoots and I step inside people's homes and I meet these people, I learn so much from them. And when I have conversations with my friends who uh, you know, have knowledge in their fields, I love learning from them. So that's what this podcast is, is a way for me to share some of those lessons that I have learned. And there have been some big ones (laughs) and I'm continuing to learn because that's part of the, the journey. And also, I think that one of the things that resonates with all of those situations, whether it's writing the book, whether it's styling, whether it's creating this podcast, is that nothing gets results other than doing the work. And so we can seek inspiration We can read books, we can see what other people have done, but then there comes a point where we have to put one step in front of the other. We have to apply ourselves, we have to try and keep on trialing, trying, and we will fail, but we get up and we try again and we try again, and little bit by little bit we make improvements, and eventually we get to the point where we have created something that is part of our original intention. And so that's what I hope that this podcast and this episode will be. I wanted to share in case any of you are trying to create something and feeling like you're not getting anywhere or feeling frustrated. And I want to encourage you to listen to your instincts because when I was listening to those early recordings, I knew it wasn't right. And I showed it to my husband and I asked him to listen a little bit and I could see that he wasn't sure either, but I had to trust myself. And I think that is one of the most important lessons for any creative endeavor is that we actually know the answers within ourselves. We don't have to ask other people for the answers, but we really have to listen and we have to create some quiet to listen. And That also, I guess, taps into my book still, which is all about creating that space within our lives to be able to make the right decisions. Because if we don't create some space around all the noise that's out there, then we just become this mix of everybody else and we don't stand out. So originally when I wrote the script, I shared a a quote 
or an extract from a poem by the American poet Mary Oliver. As I said, I love poetry and um, I love this particular one and I feel like it's a nice note to be wrapping up on. She says, tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? And so I want to leave that question with you. What is it that you plan to do with your life? What do you want to do that inspires you and feels like it's part of your true self? Please let me know. I look forward to hearing from you. You can contact me over at Instagram at Natalie Walton, or you can email me at hello at nataliewalton.com. I'd really love to hear from you. And as I said, often in my course, students send me questions and I would love to answer some of your questions too. So that could be for some of the future episodes. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. I've enjoyed sharing a little bit of my journey and look forward to sharing some more of my lessons over the coming weeks. If you've enjoyed listening to Imprint, please hit subscribe wherever you're listening to it today. And it would mean so much if you could also leave a review and rate it and spread the love on Instagram. So please let me know what you think and what's most important to you and what are the biggest lessons you've learnt or the questions that you're struggling with. You will find show notes for this episode over at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast, including where you can find my books and more about my course, The Styling Masterclass, which is currently open for enrollment. And just a reminder that my book still is available for pre-order and I have a special gift. The details are also over at my website. I look forward to meeting you again next week when I have an exciting episode to share as well as another exciting interview or a exciting interview, I should say. It is somebody who features in my book and I'm very excited to bring that conversation to life. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast and your infinite patience with all my many scripts and reruns of this first episode. But we got there in the end. And I also want to acknowledge the people of the Bunjalong Nation where it was recorded. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint. Imprint.